Your news programme every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. Good morning to you, 7.39. Uh, just uh, to take you back in time briefly, uh, it was back on the 8th of November that Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi gave just four hours' notice that 86% of cash in circulation would no longer be valid. So taken out of the picture were 501,000 rupee notes. Just to put this in perspective, around 90% of transactions in India take place using cash. And while this was uh, seen as a crackdown on tax evasion as well as some uh, other activities like terrorism, uh, it was really uh, a hard-hitting measure for, say, farmers, for example, who just have a collection of cash and suddenly were not able to use it, weren't able either to uh, go to banks and uh, achieve a solution because of a lack of resources on the bank's part. Sasha Reiser-Kozitsky's uh, Eurasia Group Asia Analyst and joins us now on the line. Good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, good to have you with us. So, I mean, clearly this is a story that has uh, massive macro and micro economic effects. Um, but in the couple of weeks or so since this news emerged, what, what have been the biggest impacts as far as you can tell? I think the, the, the biggest impact on ordinary people uh, has been the, the shortages of, of cash playing throughout the, the entire informal economy and supply chains. Um, the, India is a, a dramatic, uh, mostly cash-dependent economy, as you quite rightly noted. Um, so what this really was is a giant liquidity suck uh, out of the economy and economic activity across a wide variety of sectors has slowed dramatically and, and come to a halt in, in some places as people wait uh, for the new bills to become more widely available, the, uh, the, the bills that are being newly printed to replace uh, the bills that were canceled. Yeah, so can you just tell us a bit more about the new bills that are replacing the, the old ones, uh, which were the 500 and 1,000 rupee notes? Uh, just for our local info, uh, a 1,000 rupee note would have been worth um, just over 17,000 won, uh, but now is being replaced by the 2,000 rupee note, and, and you've, but then you've got a new 500 rupee? Yes, there's a, there's new 2,000 and, and 500 rupee notes, and one of the problems with the initial implementation is that uh, initially only the 2,000 rupee notes were available. Uh, so it was very difficult to make change uh, for, for small purchasers, uh, given that people only had 100 rupee notes and smaller and 2,000 rupee notes. Um, new 500 rupee notes are, are coming online uh, over the last week or so and, and will become more available uh, over the next week uh, as well. And another problem in distributing these new notes is that they're a different size uh, than the old notes and didn't fit uh, in the existing ATMs the way they were calibrated. So the, the government over the last week uh, has done quite a bit in terms of bringing industry and officials together to try and speed up the process of recalibrating India's ATMs. Uh, they've got a little under half of them done uh, as, of, uh, as of Monday. Is this unprecedented, though, uh, especially with such a significant country uh, making such a sudden change without having the infrastructure in place first? Uh, I... I 
I, I don't have enough background to be able to know uh, if, if other countries around the world have adopted similar, similar policies uh, so suddenly uh, in, the, in the past. The India has demonetized uh, various aspects of, it, of its currency back in the 1970s, but it wasn't as, as sudden and the impact was not as broad given that it was a high-value note that was not very widely traded or held at the time. Mm. I think one of the issues be, behind the, the implementation uh, problems has been the government felt the need to uh, have a secrecy uh, around uh, around the impending change uh, to ensure that, that people that illegally held large numbers of undisclosed, large amounts of undisclosed cash weren't able to convert it ahead of some, some impending deadline and then were then stuck with it, uh, making it easier then to be, be caught by, uh, by the taxman. But but is this problem not just going to reemerge again if it's such a cash-dependent economy and if everybody's using cash transactions? How are they going to be able to monitor the new 502,000 rupee notes? And, and that, is, that is certainly uh, an issue going forward. There's a, there's a couple of, uh, of changes, though, that can ameliorate the, the cash problem. The first is that this shock has made, uh, has rapidly increased the adoption of cashless and electronic transactions in terms of businesses adopting uh, point-of-sales machines for credit and debit cards uh, and mobile and kind of digital payments systems uh, in seeing enormous daily transaction growth and, and user base growth. So there's there's that aspect. And the second aspect is that these these restrictions on, on the, the use of the larger bills have also come with restrictions on uh, how much cash one can uh, withdraw from a bank or an ATM on a, on a daily and, and weekly basis, and those have yet to be relaxed. And third of all, those making large cash deposits uh, over 250,000 rupees um, will face scrutiny from, from tax authorities as to how they managed to acquire uh, that amount of cash and whether or not they had previously disclosed it on their income tax statements. Uh, these are the kinds of restrictions that you could see stay in place going forward, although in, to its credit, the, the government has, has yet to take any steps in that regard uh, or, or clarify the issue. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been described as shock and awe, and one can see why when you've got villagers left without money they can use and the criticism that the rich who would be in theory most affected by this have other means of getting around it i mean that must be a concern that uh, that the rich have uh, other means to dodge taxes than just hoarding cash in uh, some sort of mattress well, that, that that's certainly the case uh, critics argue that you know there's an enormous amount of so-called black money, undisclosed, untaxed income in India, but relatively little of it is, as little as less than 10%, is actually held in cash. Uh, if you want to go after uh, black assets, you have to go uh, and look at uh, land deeds and, and property transactions uh, and unaccounted gold. Uh, and and the, the, the richest of, of tax evaders are said to have much of their money offshore. So this only takes aim at a, at a very small part of the problem, but it's a very visible step that allows the government and Prime Minister Narendra Modi to visibly show voters that he's delivering on campaign promises to combat black money. And, and even given the, the amount of disruption to the economy we've seen thus far, this move still remains remarkably popular uh, with voters. Which seems amazing to me. Um, I mean, what, what can account for that? What, I mean, for these voters who are 
who are still liking the move itself, how are they getting around this? Uh, are, are they just living in areas with a, a better infrastructure? They're able to, uh, to to enjoy a smoother transition than some of the villages I referred to before? Uh, yes and no. I mean, many people have been able to ex- exchange their money and the buy reports indicate that, you know, lines at banks and, and ATMs are starting to ease, especially as more ATMs are recalibrated to take the new bills. Uh, but people also view this as a, as a legitimate hit on the, on the rich and, uh, and those illegally evading taxes. Mm. Uh, if you do only have a few thousand rupees in, in cash to your name and, and you are indeed able to at least eventually exchange them or believe that you will be able to, uh, then then you're willing to bear uh, the the near-term inconvenience and disruption um, because you think better days will will be to come, and you, and you see a government taking material steps uh, against corruption that has plagued the system for so long. But I think a larger part uh, of the issue is that, that people think, and Modi has indeed encouraged this with the speech over the weekend, uh, that these cash restrictions will be more lasting and that it will lead to a direct reduction in bribery in both demands for bribes and, and payments of bribes, given that so much of that is done in cash. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. Pleasure to have you on the line. Thanks for giving us um, a view of the situation there uh, as it affects individuals, clearly, in a profound way, but still an overall popular move. We're just hearing there this incredible step of wiping out 86% of cash in circulation. Can you imagine, uh, even if that were to occur right now in Korea, if you're given four hours notice, um, with all the banks that are available in every town and city in the country, the chaos that that would cause for you in your life, even if you're using a card most of the time, um, the queues in in themselves... (laughs) Uh, just picture it. Uh, Sasha Reiser-Kozitsky there, though, Eurasia Group Asia Analyst. If you want to get in touch with us right now, you can send us a tweet at EFM this morning. You can text us, pound sharp 1013 for 51 per message.